0: for listening to the Weekly Sermon. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Glenn Hubbard. For more about this podcast and other resources, visit our website at www.riverinthehills.com. Anoint this time of your word, may we mix the word we hear and we read with faith that it would bring transformation and courage and clarity in Jesus' name. Amen. I sensed this scripture Isaiah fifty nine nineteen a few uh, weeks ago that was a word for us coming off of worship one Sunday, and I feel like the Lord wants to remind us of this today, Isaiah fifty nine nineteen, because it gives us a biblical worldview as to what's going on right now in the world today. How many of you know there's a lot going on? What's going on in the world today and what's going on in the church today? We need to see things from a biblical lens so we know what to do, how to respond rightly. So Isaiah fifty nine, nineteen says, So they shall fear the name of the Lord. The they there is God's people. Back in Isaiah, it was the, the Jewish people, the Israelites. Today, God's people are Jews and Gentiles who've come to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, as we had calls today for that. People will be baptized today who are part of the they. It says, so they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord, will lift up a standard against him, against the enemy. Isn't that good news? Amen. Well, the they first of all, it says they, the people of God, will fear the name of the Lord. They will fear who God is and what God does. They will fear the Lord. The word fear means to be in awe of. They're in, the people of God will be in awe of the beauty of the Lord, of the majesty of the Lord, of His radiance and of His power. And then it goes on to say, the people of God will be in awe of His glory, the glory of the Lord. We sang that today. Shekinah, glory, fall. Show us your glory. We sang it today, and I'll tell you, I'm so thankful that in so many times when we gather We experience the glory of the Lord, not just on Sunday morning, but in home groups, right? The glory of the Lord, in small groups during the week, in the prayer room, in prayer room sets. I heard a couple of weeks ago, the youth on Wednesday night, Headwaters youth, they they had like a fire tunnel. If you don't know what a fire tunnel is, see Sloan back there, wherever he is. give me a yeah. Okay. Thank you. There was a fire tunnel where the youth leaders prayed over the young people, and I heard some. I heard about some testimonies, and what I what was basically being said was we encountered the glory of the Lord. Now the word glory in Hebrew is the word kabod, and if uh, if you speak Hebrew, you'd add a little in there, you know the chabad. Since I don't speak Hebrew, I'll just go with kabod. We hear we know the word Ichabod, which means the glory has departed. But kabod is the glory of the Lord. It literally is translated weight or substance. The weight or substance of the Lord. So in 2 Chronicles 5, when the glory of the Lord was poured out in the temple, in the dedication of the temple, it says the priest could no longer keep standing because of the glory of the Lord. They couldn't keep standing. I'm, I'm still working in this verse here, but we're just on the His glory, all right? The priest couldn't stand because the weight or the, the substance of God was so heavy on them, they had to kneel. They had to bow down. They had to lay, lie prostrate before the Lord. Now, that may not happen to us in times like this today, although some of you were felt compelled to bow or to kneel. But I want to tell you, experiencing the glory of the Lord is really so much what's a part of the Christian life. It's why, so much why we come together is to experience the glory of the Lord. It, it gives us a greater sense of, of purpose and, and uh, meaning in our life. It gives us a greater sense of completeness when we encounter the Lord's glory, His presence. We were made for this. Let's say that again. We were made for this, to encounter the power and the presence of the Lord. I live for this, to encounter His, His glory, His power and presence. We don't just gather to sing songs and hear teaching. We gather to experience the glory of the Lord. A song they sing in the prayer room in Kansas City in the International House of Prayer is, this is what we came here for, to partner with you, to partner with you. We don't just come together to sing songs about Him or receive teaching about Him, we come to sing to Him and receive teaching from Him. That's the glory of the Lord. And it's, it's from this backdrop of the glory of the Lord and of the fear of the Lord being in awe of Him that Isaiah gives us this very sobering word. And it's a very powerful promise, too. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard, lift up a standard against him. He will do this. This is what is on his heart. And it is, you know, there are no commas in the uh, original Hebrew. And so you could actually read this one of two ways. When the enemy comes in... Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. And I really like that, that way of looking at that, right? Did you get that? When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard. But you can also look at it the other way and put the comma after that phrase. When the enemy comes in like a flood. And I want to use that. I want to look at that interpretation today. Because, folks, I have to tell you, the enemy has been coming in like a flood in our nation, specifically over the past two years since COVID began. The enemy has come in like a flood to our government, to our culture, into our streets, into our schools, And school boards, I'm not hearing a lot of amens, but I'm going to step out and say it. The enemy is coming in like a flood, and I just had to do this. Did you know coming to an iPhone near you this week is this emoji? Now, I took biology in eighth grade, and I didn't get an A in biology, but this I know: a man can't get pregnant. He can't, and I don't want to get into the weeds on explaining this. And maybe one of you right now is thinking, "Oh wait, now, Pastor, you're getting political." This is. This is church. This is church, Pastor. That's getting. This isn't political. I'm not calling out. Uh, wokeness, progressivism, or let's just be understanding and have a conversation. This isn't political. This is satanic. The enemy is coming in like a flood, but the Lord is raising up. He's lifting up the individuals and the churches who will allow God to raise them up as a standard against this flood. The enemy, we are saying, here we are. He's raising us. Somebody, I'm getting all right. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the people, individuals, and churches who will be like Joshua and Caleb, who will say, we're not going to be intimidated by the flood of the enemy. We're not going to be intimidated by the, uh, the giants in the land. We're not going to quit fighting the good fight of faith. It's the individuals in the churches who will say, you know what, I see what's going on, and I'm not going to take this sitting down. I'm going to rise up and, and come to prayer meetings and declare the Word of God. I'm going to call out to the Lord and say, Lord, would you help us? To be to walk in clarity, and decisiveness, and courage, and in holy, holy, holiness. I, I had to say that three times. Holy, 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 because that is so important. You can go ahead and take. Uh, that's uh, we don't. We're gonna, yeah. But it's coming to an iPhone near you. But it's holy, holy, holy. Can you just make me feel good and just say that out loud? Let's just say that. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Now, that's what the angels are singing before the throne. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. But you know what happens? When you sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord, the Lord empowers you to be holy. 1 Peter 1.16 is a promise for us. You shall be holy for I, the Lord, am holy. You see, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. That's His name. So when you walk in the Spirit, guess what He does? He makes you holy. And so that's the standard. The Lord's saying, I want to see a people and individuals in churches who'll say, Lord, now, Jesus is the standard in the earth, but he, is, he needs his representatives in the earth. He's the standard. He's looking to us to say, Lord, would you use me? And so that's, this, I believe, is the biblical worldview of all the things you're seeing in the news, reading about in our world, and it's trying to get into the church too. So the Lord, I believe I'm looking at a people who say, Lord, lift me up as a standard. Yes. Amen. I believe that. Well, today, Roman numeral two, I want to share three things related to the spiritual enemy we have, the devil, so that we can gain victory over the enemy's schemes in this hour. Now, I have been in ministry 43 years, and I've spoken many times about spiritual warfare and gaining victory over the enemy. But I cannot remember a time when I've been more sober-minded about this topic than I am today. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, Do not be ignorant of Satan's schemes. And yet, George Barna, a Christian pollster, did a recent survey in 2019 that fully 59% of people in America who name the name of Jesus, who say they're Christians, 59% do not believe in the existence of a literal devil. 59% do not believe in the existence of of a literal devil. You know what that tells me? 59% of the people in America who name the name of Jesus are ignorant of Satan's schemes because they don't even believe Satan exists. There's this, there's this ethereal evil, but the, the person of Satan doesn't exist. So they're not delving into saying, Lord, help me not be ignorant. Well, by God's grace, we're not going to be ignorant. So I want to talk about these things, <clears throat> three things that will help us gain victory. I know people are tired. <laughs> I know Christians are. We're in a t- day here where it's like, man, I've been standing in faith and seeing so many things happen, and and you know, with COVID and with so many other things that have gone on. I mean, with with the death of George Floyd right after in March 2020, that. There, there became great lawlessness and rioting and unrest. And so I, I'm, I'm tired, Glenn. Well, we even have a phrase out there called COVID fatigue. I understand being tired, but you know what? The Lord never gets tired. He never gets tired. He is always ready, willing, and able to strengthen us. It's like He will, you know, Galatians 6 9 says, don't grow weary in doing good. But Lord, I'm weary. He said, that's okay. Call upon me and I will give you my strength. I will jumpstart you, Glenn. At 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 4 p.m., call upon me and I will give you uh, fresh strength. I'll jumpstart you. It's like the Dr. Pepper ad in the 60s and 70s. That Anybody remember that? My age? That's supposed to be like a clock, even though it should be a six down there. But I guess they didn't want you pumping caffeine and sugar past 4 p.m. Or, or but they're basically saying, reach for a Dr. Pepper to pep you up at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 4 p.m. Well, I want to tell you the Holy Spirit can jumpstart you and pep you up at 6 a.m., 8 a.m., and every all through the day. So we. Cry out, Lord, strengthen me to walk in your strength. Well, the first one, the activity of the enemy has always been around. But in your notes there, number one there is in the last two years, there has been a significant escalation of the enemy's activity. It's been going on since March 2020, almost two years ago. I want to tell you this, I believe this with all my heart. Hell got unleashed two years ago in a way that I had never seen before. The enemy's activity has always been around on the earth, right? Ever since the Garden of Eden, fall of Adam and Eve, the enemy's been active, but the escalation took place significantly two years ago. And there's been... Uh, like a flood of demonic evil activity. It's a a multi-pronged assault has been taking place on the family, the church, on freedom, on law and order, on biblical values that have been the bedrock of our society for 245 years since the nation was founded. A multi-pronged, Assault. Remember the line two years ago? Oh, we only need to lock down for two weeks to flatten the curve, right? How many of you remember that? Two weeks. Two weeks we're going to lock down the churches. Oh, but we're going to let the liquor store stay open. Oh, we're going to let the pot dispensary stay open wherever pot's legal. We're going to let those stay open and the grocery stores, because we gotta eat, but because I guess COVID's afraid to go to the HEB. But we're gonna lock down for two weeks, but and we're gonna call call the church to lock down. Well, that was two years ago. And here we are, two years later, continuing to battle. What's happening, it wasn't just two weeks. And as I said, with <clears throat> George Floyd's death, there was a powder keg set off of unrest. And so here we are with spiritual darkness at levels that I've personally never experienced, never been aware of in my life at this level. We know what floods are like, don't we? Though we've not, I've not been in a specific flood. We know what they're like. They can be, <clears throat> we can have some uh alert we can have a little bit of warning but still they come suddenly looking at this Isaiah 59:19 the enemy coming in like a flood they can floods can be invasive intrusive restrictive and in many cases destructive I want to show a couple of pictures of <clears throat> floods and just see the that's the one. Go ahead and keep that one up. There were other ones, but just just hang with that one. There was a I know some people that were lived down near New Braunfels, and I don't know if this is that picture, but the Comal River, I think I'm right on the river, but they saw a house literally being swept away down the river of a flood. And I think that's a prophetic picture for us that the enemy Wants to sweep away our homes. Wants to sweep away our marriages, our families, spiritually. And so, we know what they're like. I'm going to go ahead and skip to paragraph C there. I don't like saying this, but is this okay today, by the way? I I don't. Amen. You see, if, if... it's out of love. It's not out of anything. It's out of love because I don't want to see the flood come at us and harm us. The As we move forward, the shaking is going to continue. Now, there, I believe we'll have some respites, some reprieves, but the shaking is going to continue and it's going to be in the days ahead, harder and harder for Christians to lay low and blend in and be incognito and and not stand up for their faith as believers. It's going to be harder and harder to be ambivalent about the escalating darkness that's happening. And I want to say this, one of the most important things I'm going to say today is this right here, the people of God who publicly profess their faith in Jesus will be the people who will step into greater power and provision of Jesus. The people of God in this hour who won't blend in, who will say, I'm going to stand up and publicly profess, I am a Christian, and what's happening here in our school boards is evil. That kind of public profession of, I am a believer, I am not hiding, causes those kinds of people to step into greater power and provision of Jesus because you're not ashamed of Him. The greater shaking at the same time is going to bring greater power in your life and greater provision to your life. It's for the courageous ones. And So I'm glad we're together to help encourage each other to see and be in God's presence in the glory of God as we worship. Baptism, which we're going to have in a few minutes, that is like step number one to saying, I publicly profess my faith in Jesus Christ. I'm publicly identifying, and so I'm so thankful for those who are going to be baptized. Some of you today may say, it's, you know, I got baptized a long time ago, or maybe as a child, and I said yes today through what Marissa shared, what Kyle shared. Publicly profess through the waters of baptism. We got clothes over there. I don't know if they're Nordstrom and Neiman Marcus, but... If you want to get baptized today to say, I'm publicly professing, I'm believing there's a promise for you. God's going to bless your decision today. All right, number two, kind of moving quickly on this, the nature of the enemy, we need to know what the enemy is like so that we can respond rightly in this hour. We need to know what he's like. 1 Peter 5.8, the last part of that verse says, your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So we know we have an adversary. We know we're in a spiritual battle. And I'm telling you, the last two years, that has really amped up since COVID hit. It got real two years ago. Really, really real. He walks about to two parts of the nature of the enemy. He walks about <clears throat> like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. It's the idea there, the Greek word for walk about is para pate. <clears throat> And it means, para means around, pate to walk. It means to walk in a full circle, to make a full circuit. The enemy is walking around your life your marriage, your children, your family, and he's seeking to find any kind of crack in the wall that you have erected as a believer, a hole in the wall, a crack in the wall, so that he can try to get in and cause harm. The word devour is katapino, and it doesn't just mean eat up some. It means, the literal means to drink down to swallow, to slurp up. Picture a lion; he doesn't just eat the meat off the bones. I'm getting real graphic right now, but I, but I want to get it, yes to get this. Okay, it means to slurp up the blood and the juices and the marrow. Why am I saying that? Because the enemy has no mercy. He has no mercy. He wants to devour you. So now it's not that's why I said holy 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 now is not the time to let weaknesses be in the wall now's the time to shore it up it's like the velociraptors in Jurassic Park number 1 the movie a 1993 it's the only one I've seen of that <clears throat> but the velociraptors went around the fence line where the people were checking for any weaknesses And they discovered in the movie the velociraptors were smarter than they thought they were because they could remember, and they wouldn't check the fence uh, more than once in one place. They keep going around and circling. The enemy circles. Okay, would you just show this little little clip don't mind me yeah, they Do show cool
1: intelligence here. With we'll the ADHD brain cavity show extreme, extreme intelligence set in. even problem <laughs> solving intelligence especially the big one we bred eight originally but when she came in she took over the pride and killed all the two of the others that one when she looks at you you can see she's working things out that's why we have to feed them like this she had them all attacking the fences when the feeders came The fences are electrified, though, right? That's right, but they never attack the same place twice. They were testing the fences for weaknesses systematically. They remember.
0: Now, I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to do this. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to prepare you. Okay? We need to know so we know how to respond. We need to understand the enemy is circling the fence line. He's looking for weaknesses. So it's no time to play around with sin. It's no time to flirt and dabble with something when it's actually a, a hole in the fence. So given the nature of the enemy, what should our response be? Well, I'll offer one real clear way to look at this, James Four seven <clears throat> and says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Three thing, or two things. How do we respond in this hour? We submit to God. Number one. Number one, submit to God, and then you will have the power and the courage to resist the devil. And then what does it say? He can you go back to that? He will flee from you. I, I tell you, I'm tired of people fleeing from the spirit of fear. I want the church, I want my life to cause him to flee. I don't. You don't buy me out. I buy you out. All right. We he De- Deuteronomy 28:7 says that uh, it says that the enemy will come at you one way, and he will flee seven ways. I think it's time we put the enemy on the run. Right. But first, we need to submit to God and, and obey Him. That's the first thing that we, we submit to God, saying, Lord, help us, help me to obey, help me to shore up my fence line. And so it's in your presence that, that of your glory that I want to obey. Today, there's liberty to obey because we trust Him. We trust Him. So submit to God Second, resist the devil. Resist the devil. Two, way, two ways that we resist the devil from that original verse that says, Be sober and be vigilant, for your adversary the devil goes around like a roaring lion. Be sober means to be clear-minded. It means you won't be controlled by your emotions your impulses, and your urges. It means when fear comes at you, you push the pause button and go, wait a minute, what's going on, Lord? I'm not going to wear triple masks alone in my car. As if you can get COVID through the radio. Be, Be sober, Minded, it means be clear-minded. Lord, show me what to do. It also means the idea of drunkenness. Don't let your guard down. You know, people, when they're drunk, not that any of you know what that is, but people get that get, have gotten drunk. They've done things they regret because they let their guard down. So Paul says, be sober, and second, be vigilant. Be watchful. I put it in your your notes there too. To be vigilant means we must recognize the enemy's escalation, which we've done today, and we must respond with an escalation of our own. It means we must escalate the divine activity in our life through prayer, through worship, through immersing ourselves in God's Word. You know, the way that church has defined relevance has been fine over the years, you know, the lights and dressing relevant and those kind of things. But I'll tell you what relevant is today. It's recognizing that the enemy is coming in like a flood and taking our spiritual weapons and defeating the enemy. And, telling the, and, and by our taking our weapons, submitting to God, resisting the enemy, then he will flee. Vigilance means it's not business as usual it mean we don't just look at each other and go wow did you see that latest news story wow things are really bad you know wow you know things are out of control you want to go to the movies you want to go binge watch the office you know let's just let's just hang out no well i'm not nothing wrong with going to a movie but it's not time it's time to be vigilant i want to give you a practical way that I've been doing now for a number of months that helps me to be vigilant. I set my phone. I've got my phone set. This is just how I do it. I've got my phone set for 1.30 in the afternoon every day and 8.28 at night. And whatever I'm doing, that alarm goes off and I stop and I, I pray. And I just open my mouth And I start praying for specific things. And I'm telling you, it helps me stay vigilant. So guess what? I'm going to do that right now, okay? Set alarm for 1147. Okay. She's not talking to me, but it says the the alarm's set for 1147. So the alarm's going to go off, and at that point, we're going to pray. I'm going to pray, and I've asked Kyle to help lead us in a few moments of praying for America. Whatever the Lord puts on your heart, I'm telling you, it really works for me. I'm just offering it to you. It helps me stay vigilant. Nate, if you can uh, meet with those that are going to be baptized, they're going to be baptized in um, a few moments, and we're going to have communion here for those who would like to go up as the Lord leads for you to take communion <clears throat> during this time, uh Marissa, if y'all could come up as well, Marissa worship team we're going we're going to get this going we're going to pray for america I'm going to ask any of you who just for a few, moments, few minutes while they get ready for the baptisms we're going to pray for America, however the lord leads i mean I have I have a whole lot of things, and I'm sure as I was talking today, you've got some areas of, that are alarming, that you, we don't just fold our, thum- you know, twiddle our thumbs, but we rise up, the church that will rise up and pray and r- declare the word of God, the hope for the world is the church. The hope for the world is the church, so we're going to be the church. Amen. Well, it's gonna supposed to go off, but yeah, Yeah. there it is. Let's stand up. (laughs) This happens, and I'll I tell you, it just it's like a GPS. It just steers me back. A lot of times I've gone wandering and I've become sleep, sleepy. It wakes me up. So I'm just going to open my mouth right now. Father, I thank you that you are the Father of my life, that you are the Lord of the universe, and though many don't know you as Lord, I thank you, Father, that you are, your Son is coming in the clouds one day. And Lord, I declare that your kingdom is coming, your will is being done in our land. I declare as the darkness is rising, Lord, you are bringing revival in this land. Lord, would you end abortion and send revival in America today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now that, I don't know what I'm gonna pray, I just open my mouth. God just wants you to talk to him. So I want us to worship, and I want Kyle to just come up to Kyle. If you just line up behind him, Kyle, you go ahead and take this from here. Okay.
1: Yeah, if you have a short prayer for America, a 10 to 15 second prayer, I invite you just to come up and line up behind me. Uh, three, four, five of you guys praying for America. Just go ahead and line up behind me. And, uh,
0: and if anyone <clears throat> wants to be baptized today, you... You're obeying Him. As I've said, we're going to obey the Lord after we pray and while we're praying. Yeah, praise God. 10 to 15 second prayers. Would you go and meet over here with uh, Nate, Todd Adams, and myself and say, I want to be baptized today. Just don't wait. Say, I'm going to go for it. Okay? Go ahead. Thanks.
1: Yes, Lord, we just call upon you right now to remember the prayers of Jonathan Edwards the prayers of Charles Finney, the prayers of the revivalists, Lord, of Whitfield. Lord, would you remember their prayers and their sacrifices? Lord, would you answer these ancient cries from even our grandparents, great-grandparents, Lord? Remember the faith of the people in this land. Would you answer their prayers through this next generation in Jesus' name?
0: to be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness, lest the day fall upon us like a trap, Lord. And Lord, I just pray against the traps of the enemy that
1: would weigh God's people down, depression, discouragement, hopelessness, or helplessness. I come against these spirits over the church in America, and we pray together that that spirit would be broken because it is written the joy of the lord is our strength and i pray for a new infusing of joy in the truth that we would be people of truth and people
0: full of joy yes, because we know where we're going yes lord. lord jesus strengthen your church in these things do not let us become drunk with sorrow or sadness or depression in jesus name. yes let's agree with these prayers let's agree let's agree with these prayers This is us being vigilant, right here.
1: Yeah, and y'all aren't on the sidelines here. You in the not up here. You're on the field, agreeing with all these prayers. I want to lift up the men in here, but also their wives. Um, we need bold men to lead us, and we need courageous wives to encourage us to be bold. So we need you just as much as you need us. America. We proclaim yes. freedom over our land. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Bring yes. salvation into our land, Do it, Lord. Oh, Lord. In Do Jesus' it, Lord. name.
0: Yes, Jesus. Do it. Thank you,
1: Father. Father, we decree and declare today that America shall be saved. We decree and declare today that Texas shall be saved. Yes. And we ask you, Father, even all these ones getting baptized today, that your Holy Spirit would rest upon them, God, and that you would send mighty hosts of heaven, that not one seed would be taken up, that you would water everything that you're doing in their hearts and their lives today, God, and they would be marked for your kingdom and marked for your glory. Every family represented in this house today, throughout Austin, throughout Texas and America, God, I ask that you would release a spirit of surrender to you oh God come Lord Jesus come come Come, today to America even now Lord Jesus
0: amen thank you God listen let this be Lord we come before you we contend for this nation at the throne of heaven we contend for the destiny of this nation and we ask in that contending that among your people you raise up a church that has no trace of lukewarmness in it that it stands for truth and it stands for your righteousness, God, and it stands for holiness, God, and is willing to pay whatever price necessary to partner with you in that, God. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. To download the notes and slides for this message, visit our website, riverinthehills.com. If you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.